Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And welcome to the Talking Hockey Podcast. More energy. This is episode 103. I don't think it's possible for Ty to exert more energy. This is, I am very energetic. I've had a great day today. Um, and I'm, I'm, spent, I'm ending it off with, with you guys as well, so that makes it even better. Why was today um, great, Ty? You know what? Just a lot of things happened. Um, you know, just 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 a day. It's, it's mm, just been a good. day. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer, Luke, here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. We're going to see Batman on Friday. Yeah. Did you see Ooh. Batman, Martin? No, I'm going next week. Do you want it's like to three hours long, so yeah. Uh, no. I heard Batman lives. <laughs> or I dies. heard that I heard that Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> really? I heard ba- I thought Batman no, was Robert Pattinson. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting factor. So Bruce Eric, Wayne. Uh, I've never heard of that actor. Yeah, Eric's not here again. These episodes are always a lot better because, you know, you don't need to listen to his voice, as we always say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he always takes control of these podcasts. So it's nice to, that we get to hear Martin a little bit more. We get to hear Luke Eric, a little Eric's bit more. Ha- Eric's hanging out in Mexico. That's right. Yeah. He's going to yeah. get there. He, he almost didn't us. make it. He almost didn't make it because he tested positive for COVID. But, you know, these rules have changed. It. He made the it. He's in changed. Mexico. He said... This is this is where it gets crazy. So we, we always do our podcast at eight, at eight o'clock because well partly because I work till eight most days these days, um, and then also Eric d- doesn't work normal hours like he works mm-hmm. at least twelve a day, and you know he, so today he messaged us can we do earlier than eight o'clock? I'm I'm like five I'm only, or six. Yeah, can we do five or six? Because that's when I'm done work. And we're like, what the hell? Why? When have you ever been done well, yeah. with five or six, Eric? Yeah, and, and as Luke pointed out, like half the time we're doing this podcast at eight o'clock, he gets a phone call. Yeah, and I, I was like, Eric, you can't just tell us the day of that you want to do five or six from now on. When literally, the three of us have always wanted earlier, because then we can watch the hockey games. Half the time, Martin's probably got a game on right now. But most of the time, Martin is watching a hockey game while we record and responding in live action, live time to the, the to those uh, to those games. So I was like, just another example of Eric's superior level of communication. Last week, I was like, hey, guys, since we're going to the Leafs game on Wednesday night, we should record it on Tuesday, about like four days in, in advance or like as soon as we got the tickets. And everyone was on board with that. Eric is normally like, four hours ahead of time and then doesn't respond at all. He just goes camouflage for the next four hours until Wasn't that also... he's like right at the, right at the time. Yeah. And we were like, he didn't message us all day. And then at like six o'clock, he's like, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to join. <laughs> we were like, Hey, and, and Robert and I were like, Hey, Eric, can you get your, do your test before we go to the game? Because our lives will be negatively impacted um, if you don't. Luckily, I had a test lying around for t- for Robert because Eric didn't test before he went to the game. And then we're at the game, and he's like, "Hey guys, I tested positive, by the way." And we're like, "Thank you." So it'd been very useful five hours ago when we asked for it, and you said you're going to do it, and then just fucked off for the next seven hours. So I, I don't know how Eric arranged for this to be in Mexico and he can finish work at six o'clock as well. Like, why can't he do that when he's here? 
knows? That's a good question. Who knows? He's probably just leaving. Like <laughs> he's yeah, probably he's, just dipping out on work. He's probably said for the next uh, month he's got like therapy sessions at six o'clock. Yeah, family exactly. family therapy sessions for the next at six o'clock. Every day. Yeah, every day. He's like we we got a months intensive intensive work course. Uh that's probably what he does. Do you think Eric actually does work while he's at work though? Like all the time? Work? No. Yeah. Like I mean, most of the, I don't even know what he does half the time now because for the first year at the job, he would create talking hockey content half the day, and now there's none. So it's like literally two different worlds. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, it's nuts. Anyways, <laughs> hockey world. Um, Phil Kessel got to got to yeah. fly home. That was cool. We, we can talk about that. Uh, that Good was pretty legendary. Move by Arizona, a team that the only can't good thing they've the arena that they're in. Done ever. <laughs> yeah, they got a charter flight for the man for Kessel to continue his iron streak, so to be home in time for his child's birth. I still don't really know how that's working, unless the child was born at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, is flying home two hours early really gonna change anything? I guess because the Leafs would be coming to, sorry, Arizona would be coming to Toronto next, right? So exactly. I guess it does make sense. Yeah. So Sorry, yeah, he would have to go on. Yeah, so take that back, Luke. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it it, it 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 was cool that he played one shift. He he, he got a good scoring chance scored. out of it. Yeah, yeah he, he almost, almost scored. scored. Could you and imagine? Then, yeah, I know. That would be really awesome. Good. Yeah, that'd have been <laughs> like Steven Stamkos playing one game, one shift in the Stanley Cup playoffs, getting a goal, scoring, and then type leaving. stuff. No, that was pretty um, good. Classy yeah, move. Can, that, can you believe they could afford a charter flight, a private jet for Phil Kessel? I'm a little surprised about this. Like, did he have to split it with them? Like, Probably. Okay. I mean, do you, how much do you think a charter flight like that would be? I, I, like I a couple say. thousand dollars at least. Yeah. I Phil no Kessel, idea, yeah. that's like probably an average dinner for Kessel that he could afford if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Kessel's definitely makes, got some cash. He makes eight mil a year, no? Yeah. So what, what, what we wanted to talk about, I think mean, there's not much more there, but... Um, what we wanted to talk about was there was a bit of Twitter beef over the past week on uh, social media where Alan Walsh was ripping on Dom Lachision of The Athletic. Yeah, I thought that was pretty comical. It was really fun. Um, it was really funny. As someone who enjoys both of them and has spoken about their work on the podcast in the past, I did think Alan had really bad takes. But entertaining nonetheless and now the jokes the the subtle shots have taken place throughout the rest of the week for those that don't know uh dom basically didn't he just posted a graphic not having huberto in his top 10 for the heart race alan walsh responded imagine not having like the second most the top three in points in your heart trophy list and then dom came back with something and then alan was like I heard people in the industry don't even like you, so fuck you. Basically, was what he said. It was really like, funny. It was really funny, but I'm like, wow, this is. I'm gonna go find the tweets. Totally let's, go, let's go yeah, get the. Do. Let's go get the receipts out here, okay? And um, Dom was like, "I've heard the same thing about you, so I'm happy that we can. I'm, I'm happy. I I appreciate you standing up for your client, but uh, I've heard the same thing about you. It was hilarious." Uh, I'll try to link to the tweet Twitter thread in the description if Ty finds it and sends it to the group. Ty, when you find it, send it to the group. Okay. Dom always Dom's always got the defense that it's it's literally not him. He it's an unbiased like he puts it into a, like a equation type thing and spits yeah. out the results based on his <laughs> formula for getting the the heart trophy winner. Yeah. Um, so so what this what this says what the tweet said that alan walsh said was yes i admit so it was basically like because alan walsh was like where's huberto in your in your ranking essentially in your heart trophy ranking and then and then they had, they had a bit of back and forth and then alan walsh said yes i admit my bias i'm open about it just read my mission statement what's your excuse several great <laughs> reporters working at the athletic have texted me that you're an embarrassment hashtag homer <laughs> And how did Dom respond? And Dom was like, if Huberto was on, because basically what the thing was that, is that like he had Matthews, I think, is somewhere in his top. Uh, Matthews was one. Yeah. Okay. Matthews was one. And then Dom replied with, 
if Matthews played for Florida and Huberto played for Toronto, nothing in my article would change. But I got similar messages about you, so I guess we're even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But them being an embarrassment is what. And they're about. both friends. I mean, they uh, Alan works closely with people at Steve Dangle Podcast Network, whatever. And they also like Dom. So I can't, I, I, I can imagine that there was probably some conversations between them about the whole situation. Um, but I mean, if you look at the actual data, there isn't really a good case for Huberto to be in the top 10. Primarily, he has 24 goals, which is pretty low and insignificant in the, the grand scheme of a lot of the players on the Hart Trophy list. And most a significant portion of his assists, I believe, are secondary assists. Right. They're not even primary. So according to Dom's model, which weights goals most, uh, for, uh, primary assists second, and then secondary assists third, he's like pretty low on the scale, which is, I think, like the best explanation for it. And most people would say, how can you be a Hart Trophy candidate if you're the second best player on your team? Because Barkov mm-hmm. is definitely better than Huberto and gets all the hard minutes and Huberto can't play defense, which is, which is the point yeah. Dom said too. He's like a heart trophy winner is not only good in one zone unless mm-hmm. you're McDavid because you're dominant and crazy in the one zone, which Ty will have feeling towards. I, I will. I will always have, but we're trying to that. not have the McDavid versus Matthews conversation again tonight. And I've let Ty know that. Yeah. Ty's not allowed to do so that. So what, what do you guys think? Is is Huberto a MVP candidate? Martin thought he was a top five player in the league a couple of weeks ago. Man, I don't know. He's still sick. This guy is sick. You can be sick without being an MVP candidate, though. He also does not have 26 goals. He has 18. But he has oh, 60. So even worse. So he has, But he has 60 assists in 57 games. Like, that's insanity. Yeah, check, but I mean, primary the depth assists next, of, yeah. The depth yeah. of the Panthers is insane too. Florida has like ridiculous, like unprecedented five five on five offense. Like it's it's actually insane how good they are. Someone check someone check Huberto's primary assists. Yeah, where, where where's the website you can do that very easily? Is it just the NHL? No, I don't think NHL would have that. No, they don't. Primary assists. That. I'm looking at it. Uh, Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven out of sixty. Twenty-three secondary assists. That's I a mean, lot, it, though. I feel like Goudreau is first at 38. Um, and then, then there's a steep drop off to 32 at uh, uh, with Patrick. Because secondary assists, yeah, like sometimes they're pretty secondary, but sometimes they're also pretty sick. Like you did a decent amount of the work. It, I, well, do you think that it should all, like every play should have secondary assists? Like, like basically what you did was usually you pass the puck to the guy who passed the puck to the guy who scored. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes like you three... did more than you okay. did more work. Sure. But that's very rarely the case. Yeah, right? for sure. Very for rarely. Sure. So maybe he... not every goal should have two assists. Yeah. It's an interesting. Not every goal does. Well, yeah, because of like possession. Yeah, because changes, no but let's just say, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I mean to say is that like, maybe you should only get a secondary assist if it like, actually contributed to the goal i think people have had this yeah. debate before but like, like should should jack campbell get an assist for stopping the puck behind the net in which brody does a huge breakout pass and one of them goes in and scores yeah That's probably not classic like it's a classic unless 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 campbell was the one who like made a sick pass you know that that led to a breakaway you know what i mean like i don't know you get a lot of random assists that the puck just bounces off of your stick or off of your leg or off of your skate yeah. Right. Even primary assists aren't all that impressive. Quite well, a they, they large portion of the time, they are they more, more impressive. They can, they can be. If but you're they, setting they up a guy for open net, like sick, unreal. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if there was like five man assists or like five player points. If like you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching like a really sick power play where it's just super fluid or a super sick like nice cycle five v five. Like, hey, why not give everyone a point? Because you know that what? was a there, really impressive. There are secondary assists and even primary assists um, that happen. Like, the guy's already subbed off. Like, should that yeah, guy exactly. really get the assist? <laughs> like, he's not even on the ice. He doesn't he's get He's not even plus. getting a plus. Yeah, he's not getting a <laughs> The plus most useless stat in the game. Um, I was going to say, 
that that idea, Luke, of everyone getting an assist reminds me of like when you were playing house league hockey and there were those teams <laughs> yeah. when you were kid and everyone was captain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Participation trophies. Yeah, exactly. Participation, participation trophies. Did you ever I mean, this? if you think about it, participation trophies were actually a thing. Like the Tony Roman tournament, everyone you always got like a I got a trophy every year medal. at house league soccer yeah. level. But I mean, like you're you know your ass. Like you're not competing for anything in, in house league. Well, I was like, a little I, kid when I did house league. Yeah, so your ass. Yeah, everyone got a trophy. Pretty quick. Well, eighth place trophy. Your team came in in last. Good job, <laughs> idiots. Yeah. But I think they also did a first place trophy. When no, I was of course, that first place trophy is like bigger than like the part yeah. than the eighth place trophy. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, everyone got a trophy. But I think it's yeah. So like, do you think Huberto is in the top? Is in the top ten? He could. He's in the top ten. I feel like, but he's not of in heart? anybody's. He's not in anybody's top three. The top three is pretty much set at Matthews, McDavid, and Shesterkin, and Makar, Goudreau. You know, there's, yeah, there are some I, other I guys think there. Is, like up there for. Yeah, being everyone's top five. top five is some order of like of those five that I let. McKinnon's probably in there, right? You don't see yeah. Huberto even listed in anyone's models or in anyone's projections or in anyone's like you know heart trophy picks right he's not even an yeah. honorable mention i don't even think which is not to say again it's not to say he's not a bad player yeah it's not to say he's not a good for player team Canada, like he's a good player <laughs> he's he's pretty good like it's pretty good it's it yeah but i mean to say like the value that he has to me, and you said not to say this, but Austin Matthews is is the Hart Trophy winner. I could see a case, though, of Igor Shosturkin winning it simply because of how insane he is as, as a goalie, right? The guy has like a 940 save percentage this year. Actually, it's historic right now, yeah. And is dragging that Rangers team to like a fraudulent, almost like a fraudulent first place finish. Because like, if you look at their sets, like their Corsi, <laughs> their Corsi number is like worse than Ottawa, worse than Arizona, right? They get outshot like 48 to 20, but win yeah. 5-1. Yeah. And, and Chris Kreider is like shooting at ridiculous percentages, right? And I don't know. It's it's insane what Sh- and Shister can just stop and everything. The, did you see that stat? I think we talked about it on one of the podcasts where like Shesterkin's lost like 11 games in his professional career. I mean, it might not be, it, there might be, a, it might be a different number than that, but like if you add up all of his losses in his professional career, like NHL, KHL, I think included AHL. He's That's won like, actually insane. yeah, let me pull that up here. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And now we'll get back into the show. I think Austin Matthews is, has a very good case. Um, it is difficult for Austin Matthews considering how good the team actually is. Like Shish Yorkin, like if he continues on the historic pace, like continues to be a historically good goalie for the rest of this year. Um, and it, if New York wins that division, definitely I would say it kind of has to be Shish 
Yeah, Shesterkin's making a pretty solid case um, that I don't know you could argue against too much, even as a Leafs and Matthews fan. I understand there's hesitancy to give it to a goalie. They already have an award. But I mean, like, if the definition is most valuable to the team, it's not even mm-hmm. close that Shesterkin's mm-hmm. the most valuable to the team. But then, but then they argue, like, like Kucherov's comments last year about Vasilevsky could win it for Tampa Bay every year. Like the con Smythe could win it. The, I don't think the, so. The MVP. I don't well, think I it's. I, like, I don't like that's a classic. I, hockey how I see most valuable to the team yeah. is would they make the playoffs without this guy? Look at the yeah. games when Georgiev's in net, man. Like he gets lit up frequently. Like yeah. compare the stats between the goalies. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. One's one starting and one's backup goalie, but like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of I almost life... I was thinking about this because I saw that Gorgiev was in that last night. I think you should judge how almost you should almost judge how good a starting goalie is based on how bad the team is with the backup goalie. I get it's on the back normally on the second half of a back to back, but I mean, it does typically cover a lot of your defensive inefficiencies if you have a really good goalie, which is what Shusterkin's doing. If we get back to defending, uh, what's his name? Not Dom. The Allen. Allen. Um, if we get back to defending him just a little, just because agents get a lot of hate because like they come out like pretty hard and they seem pretty homer for their clients. Like they're literally paid to do that. Like it would be a little rattling to see that your client that leads his team by a considerable margin in scoring. And your team and hit, your client's team is the best team in the league. Like, it'd be pretty hard to say, "Hey, yeah, they're not. He's not even top ten in <laughs> voting." Like, it would be pretty rattling to see. I, I would think I would so. Say. It'd be rattling if you removed literally all context of what and who Dom is and does. Also, yeah. you have eighteen. I'm not goals. saying it's right, but I'm I'm just saying as an agent, like, you have be eighteen like, goals. <laughs> but, but, but Austin yes. Matthews has 37 goals in his last 38 games. Yeah. That but is the leading, goal sco- the leading goal scorer every year doesn't win the Hart Trophy. Like, let's be honest here. Like, Austin that Matthews literally could, happens. Austin Matthews could literally win the Rocket, and he could also win the Selkie in the same year. Has that ever happened? And if he wins those two, he should definitely win the heart. Like you have to. Right. I don't he's think he'll get, win the Selkie, but he'll be he'll be up there for Selkie. Like yeah, he, if you, I don't think he wins the Selkie. He, Bergeron be, will win it. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, the big knock on Matthews <laughs> is he doesn't kill penalties. And maybe this is a conversation we can have with Eric one week. Like, should a guy who's you know who never kills penalties get Selkie nomination? But like, you know, the, I'm going to say Matthews, no on that okay, one. Okay, whatever. Right now. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just, you have to kill penalties as a Austin forward. Austin Matthews, five-on-five five defense is, like, insanely good. And just watching it, every time Matthews is on the ice, like, he's on the puck and battling for the puck and always in the right position. And the stick lifts, stick checks that he does, man, and how he gets the puck, like, it's actually insane. And he's sneaky fast. Like, the, that's under-talked about how fast he is just because, like, For a McDavid's, big guy. He's, like, yeah. 6'3", and he's, like, you he's know, 200, 215 pounds, and he's He's got long strides. But he's still running into nets with his face. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I think – I don't really think there's much defense for Allen in this case, personally. I think – Other than it was funny. Other than it was funny. But it was extremely unprofessional. People talk about your players all the time. I think you can still acknowledge that he's having a great season without being a heart candidate. Like, come on. Like your your team has 237 goals, all right? And your guy has assists on a third of them. Which is still impressive, but I mean like it's nothing to bat your eye about if he only has 18. He doesn't even have 10% of the goals. He doesn't even have like 8% of the goals of the team. But he's not a goal scorer. Like that's not his thing. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Well, I mean, who's yeah. putting the puck in the net then? It makes it more difficult because, like, your Hart Trophy candidate should have, like, 30 goals, like, at least 30 goals, like, and a decent He's not the – and he, Huberto is not the best player on his line. 
right? Yeah. If you want, he's Barkov's, not the best player on his team. Barkov's the best. Yeah. You could even argue that guys like Ekblad and Verhage and Bobrovsky this year have been more valuable than Huberdeau. Yeah, that's debatable. He Huberdeau has the fifth most. Sorry, he's tied for fifth and goals on his team. Sam Reinhart, Anthony Duclair, Sam Bennett, and Alexander Barkov are all higher. And Barkov has played and was injured for like several weeks. Yeah. Barkov's point per game average is about the same as Huberto's. So I'm just saying if you want to go there, Huberto really doesn't have much of an argument to be made on his own team for the Hart Trophy. Maybe the Art Ross, but that's about it. And we don't okay. we don't give awards by sorting points top no. to bottom, right? You know what I mean? Like, like the unless Hart, it's Art Ross, we're smarter this year. We're smarter in twenty twenty two. Usually, smarter in twenty twenty two when voting for these than just you know sort by points. Oh, they're still pretty bad at voting. They're still pretty bad, but <laughs> I mean Bergeron's gonna get it. We one because I think he deserves it according to everything I've seen, but two, it's gonna be a legacy choice, and he doesn't really for have Selke? that anymore to win. Probably for Selke, yeah, yeah. I don't really think there's much of an argument to be made against him. Although top player are probably him, Barkov, and Matthews. Like I think Matthews might get a nomination this year just because of how much attention he is drawing. Um, McDavid yeah. could never. McDavid like, if could you, if he wanted to. If you want to talk about how valuable Matthews is to his team, even though the Leafs might be like you know a top five to ten team in the NHL this year, like he is the offense of that team right now. And he is out literally outscoring and helping the Leafs outscore the worst goaltending since 2022 began, like by far the worst goaltending in the league. (laughs) Yeah. And now he's five goals ahead on everyone else with missing like the first, I think I saw a stat. He got one goal in the first seven games or something like that. And he missed the first two weeks of the season. Well, he only right. missed three Remember? games, so relax. Oh, whatever. He missed. He gave him. A, he gave him a head start, and he just came out of nowhere. Yeah. He's going to score sixty goals this year, man. He Probably. is the best. Like I, I, I was a big, growing up, a big Matt Sundin fan. Matthews is like the best player I've ever seen on my team. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I think he's only second in points now, too. Actually, yeah, he might be, yeah, he's only. He's actually fourth in points. So he's skyrocketed up because I know I think over the last like 20 games, he's got like 50 points or something like that. So anyways, off of that. Now, what, what's the next thing we want to talk about, Ty? We can talk Would about how bad, how bad Detroit's been. Oh, yeah. Detroit. Okay. Detroit is uh, Detroit's a mess. Okay. I don't. Let's talk about that. They almost gave up 10 goals again for the second time in two weeks. To Arizona. To Arizona. I mean, Arizona's, well, Arizona's an offensive juggernaut now. They're on their offensive juggernaut. Just beat up on. They beat up Nick on Schmaltz Ottawa. Is Nick, Nick Schmaltz has twelve points in his last two games. <laughs> oh, man, it's insane. It's insane. That but like, crazy. what's wrong with Detroit? He's gotten himself to a point per game player. Like that's. <laughs> that's crazy. What happened? Like, like. So they had a great start. They have, and I think that they're a team that has the pieces in place. They need a center, and I think they need a goalie. I don't think Dalkovich is showing that, you know, he's the guy. But they have their defenseman. They have a actual elite winger in Lucas Raymond, right? They need to fill in the rest of their team. Unfortunately, Zadina hasn't, you know, hasn't been good at all. The, they yeah, have Steve Eiserman in they, charge. They start. I mean, they started out really hot, but that was obvious. That was pretty obvious that that wasn't going to be sustainable. Well, Cider's great, right? On D, like even even it, with this team sucking defensively and giving up ten goals a night, he's great. He's a stud. But who else is, do they have on D? <laughs> right. You have the building blocks. You have your core, right? Yeah, Raymond on forward. Is gonna he needs a center like I'm sorry Larkin is actually a good I don't know why I said they need a center but Larkin's a good center there. Larkin's good. They need to fill out the rest of their team. Bertuzzi's good. They have like a top four and then it just dies. Their goalie is question mark. Nadalkovich is getting lit up on a on a nightly basis. 
Do they have anyone else coming up? Not really. Joe Valeno isn't great. Well, um, that's why they went out and signed Nadelkovic because they didn't have anybody, and they're like, "Oh, he's well, young. Like we can." Yeah, they give. I mean, he was a Calder nominee, and mm-hmm. he just like that's I don't looking know, like, like a better move by Carolina every day to get rid of him and bring in Freddie Anderson. Just oh, saying, sure. just wait for Freddie Anderson to get just wait for Freddie Anderson to get lit up in the playoffs. Is all I'm going to say. He's playing in a no pressure market though. It's got to feel care. pretty good. I don't, he was playing Carolina's in a no pressure team. market, and he was playing in a no pressure market in Anaheim, and, and the same thing happened. I'll send you the highlights of when Jonathan well, Taves just he scored. He was a lot younger. He was a lot younger in Anaheim. Twenty-five. Like completely different points, and, but he was also the secondary to Gibson. No, like that was always in the playoffs. No, no, no. Gibson. He wasn't. The, no, he wasn't no, secondary. No. To Gibson. Uh, yeah, if anything, they were tandem. That's why, and that's why they traded him in 2016 to the Leafs so that they could play Gibson essentially. Play Freddie Gibson. Anderson had a huge choke against Chicago in the playoffs one year. A huge, like, like that started his his downfall in like elimination games, right? Like, he was the reason they lost that that series. True. Right. Watch Carolina win the cup. Anderson's gonna hoist it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. What? What? You know what? I don't even That'd care be because I don't want. I am so glad I don't need to watch Frederick Anderson in an elimination game. With, there's and there's no way he would have done this with the Leafs. And if the Leafs had re-signed him to whatever contract Carolina signed him to, like three years at five million dollars or whatever it is, right? It would have looked terrible because he had an eight ninety eight last year, eight ninety eight save percentage last year, and the year before that was also brutal, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Anderson, his first couple of years in Toronto, like dragged that team on his back, right? But when the team was actually good defensively, he wasn't. And you want to talk about like how Luke talked about earlier, like you want to compare your goalies, you know, when, when one plays versus the other. Like last year when Campbell was playing, it was a totally different team and totally different results than when Frederick Anderson was in net. And Campbell was great to start this year. You You, you really hope as a Leafs fan that he figures it out. But like, to if they re-signed Freddie Anderson in Toronto, it would have just been a terrible contract. People would have ripped them the Leafs for it, and it would not have worked out. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was he needed to leave, but he needed to leave, and and I'm fine with it. I don't care if he wins the Vesna this year. I don't care if he's you know one of the top. I literally don't care. I'm okay. glad he's not on my team anymore. Leafs, Leafs, Leafs fans don't like this, but like, what if what if Campbell doesn't work? Like, what if he sucks? What if he just continues to suck? The thing spot. is, like, he had he had a game against it was against Pittsburgh a couple of weeks like, ago. Do you think where, they sign him if they do nothing in the playoffs? I think they sign. No, I, I don't think so. I think no, Campbell needs to prove either. himself here. Yeah, or they bring him back it. on like another one year deal, maybe two. Yeah. I don't think he gets a long term deal unless he can carry the Leafs in, from now until the for the rest of the season. They need to figure it out. And Mrazek is. I know people don't like Morazic and he's very wild in the net. He's he's okay. He is what he is. He mm-hmm. he has. He, I I don't mean to say like he he hasn't been he has been good by any means, but he also hasn't been unplayable bad. Campbell was like unplay was unplayable bad the past two weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's been pretty atrocious. The Leafs defensively. I don't, I don't really know what the Leafs do. The Leafs defensively have also not been good. Yeah, they haven't been amazing. Muzzin being out, actually, I know, I know, I said a couple of weeks ago that you know, Muzzin is a liability. But seeing all of these, and, and as Sheldon Keefe even said, like seeing all of these deflection goals go in, like it is unbelievable how many of these deflection goals are going in against the Leafs right now, right? What Muzzin is good at is like defending. In front of the net. In front of the net, basically. Right? Tying people up, boxing them out, whatever, so they can't get these effects. How many, like, there's been at least two a game, man. Yesterday, they were, what, two? Against Columbus, there was one. Against the Canucks, there was, like, three. It seems like it should be a coachable thing, that issue. Like... I really get it. Yeah. Like, and I mean, some of them are random bounces. Like, some of them, it bounces off yeah. a guy's shin pad and ends up in the back of the net. But but it sounds like some of the stuff the Leafs are doing defensively are literally just, like, 
very coachable, or they should 100%. be coachable yeah. moments. They, they're not giving up anything on the rush. And Keith even said it in a press conference. Sorry to bring make this whole conversation about the Leafs, everybody. But Keith said in a press conference that the Leafs, since the game against Montreal, lead the league in, like, well, I guess they're the best in the league at preventing rush chances. So they're not giving up anything on the rush. Very few rush chances. But they're giving up a lot of goals still because of, you know, these deflections, the goalies not making the saves that they were getting earlier in the season. Like uh, everyone thinks the Leafs are struggling right now. Imagine if Jack Campbell was putting up a 920 like he was. Yeah, you know the first three months. You need to be getting the average goaltending. They're not. And the, and the Leafs can win with average goaltending. They're, they, sure. they're showing they can win, giving up you know five goals a game. Right. Yeah, they can score a lot. If they're only giving up three goals a game, they can right. outscore three goals most yeah. games. Um. You just but need a goalie to make with, one save with, with Campbell the way he is. I'm saying Canada's best chance for a cup is definitely Calgary. Tyler's <laughs> always been a godsend, man. And I really wish some other team would have, well, I mean, I really wish my team would have stepped up and kind of given a comparable offer. Because what, I think we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, right? When the trade happened. But like, would Toffoli have worked well as well? Yeah, he, Toffoli would have been a perfect fit for Toronto, I think. Okay. To fully, if they gave up something like a first and we'll never know, but up, okay, I think that he would have been great. And he is, but look, look at how well he's fit in in, in Calgary. And I think we even called that, like me and Eric were saying, like he's like a Eric perfect was a fit, very big fan, a Eric perfect a fit fan. for that team. And look mm. at him go, like you know, they have a good team. Yeah, I, think I don't think I, I think don't think anyone can. expected that. I don't think anyone expected that this year. Well, they sucked last year, but like they were supposed to be good last year. Every like, every player on Calgary last year underperformed. Yeah, exactly. Was, like, like, like Goudreau was bad. Everyone yeah. said if they don't have bounce back years, they're probably washed. But then they all had bounce back years. So, yeah. I mean, I think more people. I think less people. I guess everyone's more surprised that they all had bounce back years and they all had down years, but. I think again, Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter didn't well, have they had bounce back years. Too, right? Oops, but like, they also had guys just like continue to perform. Like Menji Pani came out last year as a good player, and then he stayed a good player this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daryl Sutter didn't have. He was hired mid year last year, right? Yes. Yeah. But they yeah. weren't. They weren't even good when he was there. Right? No. But that's. I feel like it's difficult to get good. Like. Yeah, Florida wasn't coach. good with Quinville the first year. And then, but, like when he was hired halfway through, and then no, he wasn't hired halfway through. Oh right, he no, was. He was hired at the beginning. Yeah, he was hired in the summer. Either way, like I think that does matter to have the training camp to do those things. Um, to get used to I don't know the coach. why, but yeah, I guess it's a lot more time with the coach. And again, but... I don't think I don't think anyone expected it because they lost Giordano as well, right? And he was such a big part of their team. Before. I think they should bring Gio back. Biggest trade deadline move they should do is bring Geo back. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I think it's a good story. I think it's actually a good move if you're bringing him back and playing him as like a third line, third defensive line guy. Like that's huge. One thing I wanted to talk about, and maybe we can call it a night after that, is making another Ottawa quickie. not being a bad team. Well, no, I mean, Martin, you're an idiot for that. I wanted to say. Ottawa's not a bad team. Oh my god! We'll get okay. it. We'll, you know we'll what, get you know what, after, but you don't yell into your mic. Let's okay? stop yelling, okay? Look at your. You got to look at your sound bar here, Martin. Every time you're talking. Hey man, Martin, I Martin, been yelling before this. Martin figured out how to. Martin still can't remember to turn down his mic sometimes. Today is one of those days. Um, my sound gonna say? bar is less than yours. No, it's not. No, it's not. You... I don't know what you're looking at, Martin, but it's on average. Not. No, it's not. no, it's definitely not. No, Anyways, Ty, what, uh, you what I wanted to say was Dallas. Dallas is a run that they've been having. Well, Jason like, Robertson's run. Jason Robert, run. yeah, Jason Robertson, two back-to-back hat tricks, man. That like, come on, it's um, good. They've they've actually like propelled themselves into like a playoff position, right? Out of nowhere, they no, were looking not. like they were ready to sell. They're not in a playoff position. Well, I think didn't we talk yeah. about that a couple weeks ago? Yeah, um, they're like, are they going to sell is... or not? Yeah, they're like are they in the middle. Are they going to buy? They're in the middle, and I mean, yeah, still it's been mostly Robertson. I mean, okay, they yeah, they're not in safely. They're, they're in a, in a they're in a wild card spot, but yeah. they're not safely there. They, but the past month, 
they've thrown themselves into this position. Like they were out, they were down I mean, and out. Is it really the stars playing into it, or is it like teams like the Oilers just sucking and playing themselves out? Because like the Oilers are not in a playoffs position, <laughs> and Good. the stars would be their competition. <laughs> Well, Anaheim's not that far behind either. Vancouver's not that far behind. Yeah, Vancouver's making a run as well. Winnipeg's uh, I got no Winnipeg's yeah, done. Vancouver. Winnipeg's done. Ten of their games have been overtime, so I don't really count them as winners. Jets, yeah, Jets are pretty done. Jets also, are, there were some good. interesting Twitter rumors coming about out of Winnipeg last year, eh? Or I mean, last week. Yeah, and I saw that they're the trucker thing. Paul Stastny. Paul Stastny, um, but there was a reporter who worked who, in yeah, Winnipeg. The worst Justin, people, like, the worst people. Some of the worst people yeah. you've ever met in my life. He's Not like, surprised. Uh, things he said about Shifley, things he said, um, or Blake hinted Wheeler. at with Shifley and yeah. Blake Wheeler, kind of linked back to the line A, getting driven out of town by Wheeler and Shifley. Uh, Paul Maurice never standing up for his guys um, or like creating a terrible culture. There was some like, interesting stuff on twitter if anyone wants to go listen to it or like like search for it on twitter which is good because the winnipeg jets get the softest media coverage like every single year everyone's like oh the jets are the best team in canada i'm still a little rattled shoveled day off kept his job yeah. or yeah. didn't step away that's still rattling i don't think that's good for the jets organizer like he at this point he should be fired like they you can't let him have a chance to rebuild this team because this has been his team and they haven't done well. So even now he's underperformed, like he's not performing. So like you have two reasons to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's anything insane. else you want to talk about before we go? I mean, I think we could talk a little bit before we go about okay. how Ottawa isn't bad. Okay. According to Martin, Martin, let's hear, let's hear that. For context, Martin randomly said in our group chat last night that Ottawa is not a bad team. Well, I was watching the Ottawa To which game. we all said they are yes, quantifiably they are. bad. And then Martin's like, they lose, lose most of their game by one goals. And then I went and screenshot, I think, Rah. 15 games where they lost by two goals or more. It was two goals, most of those ones. And two goals is basically one. Is it? <laughs> one, is, one of those two oh, is an empty God. netter. Empty nutters do not count as an How do you know? Did you look at every game to see the No, but like it's just foreseeable that they are. Like, no, I don't that's think one so. Thing that's, oh, that's not foreseeable. But also Drake, Bather- Drake Batherson's been out for a long time. You know? Martin said this and after they beat They the are Saint- performing well. You, they, they, they're performing they well. They perform and well against good teams. They perform shitty against bad teams at some point. That sounds like also- Leafs, Leafs back in 2015, 2016, first year Mike Babcock. Yeah. yeah, Matthew and Perot, then, and then they got lucky with no PA parent Joe actually Toronto, uh, drafting yeah, Austin awesome. Matthews. <laughs> True, you're gonna get just as lucky with what? Who's it this year? Shane, Shane Wright? Right. No, they're oh, not. They're, I don't Ottawa's, think Ottawa's bad enough to get there to get Ottawa the. Ottawa doesn't the... have a good chance at him. No, Ottawa's not bad enough, bro. They're 27th in a league of 31. 32. 32. Sorry, 32. The top three have way better chances than any of other people i know didn't the new york rangers move up quite a lot yeah uh, like it's pretty random it's just it's quite random i know but i'm just saying the top teams have a bigger chance of not getting it than getting it and also remember your first round pick last year was like ninth overall and they took that power forward guy who doesn't even score oh yeah because you have pierre mcguire yeah yeah that was dumb he's probably not even gonna draft shane right even if he does you want to know you want to know what's really funny is when you look at what Eugene Melnick Do you and Pierre Dorian. This year? I don't know. Like, he's he's yeah, actually like good. He no, no, he's good. No, no, Shane no. Shane no, Wright no. has not been performing. No, this no, year. no, 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 no. Martin, no, 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 no. He has he been. not been. He's a future Selkie winner, bro. He's not. A, he's good. He's not, no, no. He's he's, he's fine. He's, he, there's there's no way he's not going first overall. My head scout says so. That anyone who says that is just out. Isn't of Isn't this year's draft year pretty bad though? No, it's pretty pretty subpar. No, there, there's a lot of good. There's some good. Players. Isn't there that one guy in the KHL who's like sick with it? If you're talking about Mitchkov, that's that's next year's. Oh that's yeah, year's. with uh, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Year's really that good. next year's the one where you want to get Isn't first Brad overall. Brad Lambert still next year too? No, Brad Lambert's this year, and he's like probably going to go top this ten. Year? Yeah. True. I don't, all I say, all I'm saying, Ottawa is doing what they need to do. Like this. Yeah, well, you want to also want to know what your team said. Your team said that by 2021, they'll be a contender. 
Yeah, well, fucking. <laughs> what do you have to show from the Mark Stone trade right now? What do you have to show from? Okay, Eric Carlson trade worked out great. Hey man, what do you Toronto, have to show? Toronto was bad for a long time with with uh, with good ownership. Ottawa no, they, been they bad did not for have like five years with shitty ownership. The Leafs did not have good. It's not even the ownership. Okay, the Le- the, ownership, the ownership for the Leafs. The ownership for the Leafs have been the same. They haven't had good GMs since in my lifetime. Right? I mean, John hey, Ferguson Jr. Guy. John Ferguson Jr. was not good. Brian, Brian Burke yeah. makes Brian Burke. some Dave, crazy you want to talk move, about? You want to talk about who Brian is Burke's the, a smart dude. Get out of here. Okay. He's a smart dude, man. You can't deny that. Like the, the Leafs from the early from the early two thousands that you know when my childhood were great. And Didn't then after Burke that, get the Sedins? Yeah, he did. But we're and talking about he, his whole career. Is, his Burke, whole career is built on the Sedins. Didn't That's Burke it. get? But didn't Burke do the same thing in Anaheim? Get Getzlaff and Perry in the same draft? No. Pretty sure. I think that was two different drafts. It's two different drafts. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um. And they were also like they also were not twi- like the whole story of that was they were twins and they got back to back. Come on, well, no shit. But like in nineteen again in nineteen ninety eight, what did he do with the Leafs from the from two thousand and ten when he was hired until he was fired in twenty fourteen <laughs> or twenty thirteen? Joffrey Lupo, Phil Kessel. You know how did that work out for the Leafs? Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's, Yo, it's actually, years. I was right. Getzlaff and Perry were in the same draft, so fuck you guys. Ooh, nice. Way to go. <laughs> Congrats, Martin. You can be right about that and wrong that Ottawa's not bad. Like, the, like honestly, bad. like, what do they have? To, again, what do they have to show for Mark Stone? Tell me that. Well, I, it's, it's a good thing that they're bad because, as you said, they're being what they're supposed to be right now. They have good you, building blocks. You think their record from, is worse than they are. Another thing that looks bad on them is, which is funny, they're ahead of Buffalo now, but like Buffalo was looking better than them at the beginning of the year. Detroit's overperforming, which is making Ottawa look worse. But like, realistically, Ottawa is a better team than Detroit. I don't think so. I think that yes. Detroit's Detroit's building blocks of the team are much better than Ottawa's. No. Larkin? No. Raymond Incorrect. and Cider, incorrect. Larkin's getting okay. old, man. In in getting Detroit, old, in 24? Detroit for for De- but for Detroit's window of going to be good, Larkin's going to be no, no, no. Larkin's fine. Larkin's fine till he's thirty. Mm. Detroit's I, and Detroit has a smart GM, right? They got Steve Eiserman, probably one of the best GMs in the league. And I mean, they're struggling. Sure, they got they need a new coach. Jeff Blaschel is not it, very clearly. But like, Ottawa's routinely playing Nikita Zaitsev, and they still will well, for the, another two who, years. Who, who else do they have? To, <laughs> on Jacob Bernard, Docker. I don't know anybody. Eric Brandstrom. Who Eric cares? Brandstrom sucks. Eric Brandstrom showing like they should get they should bail from that and try to at least salvage some of that trade. Because it's because, showing quite clearly that Brandstrom's not going to perform at the NHL level. Like, okay, fine. And they need but, to bail while he still has a little bit of potential. But value. he's better than I. I would rather play him than Nikita Zaitsev right now. For the next, have two you years. seen Brandstrom play? Yes, I have. And no, I, I told you, don't you want him on I told you, I told you right now. I told you he was not it. A year ago. Yeah, but everybody thought he was. Like, so I you need to trade him still while you Scout, think he is. Scout Ty was right again in his analysis. Um, <laughs> so you have nothing to show for Mark Stone. Oh, you, when you, you trade him one for one for fucking prospect, that you're not going to have much to show for him. <laughs> that was an insane trade at the time. Not so an your team move. has been rebuilding for, what, four years now? Four seasons? Four or five, yeah. Something like that. And they are still five, in the same position they were four or five seasons ago. They moved up three three, three places from last. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's hear what you have to say, Martin. In your four or five seasons, you've gone from the worst team in the league 
to the fourth worst team in the league. The Just give them another two years, the, bro. They're the fifth worst team, FYI, right now. And like I said, they're better than the Red Wings this year. Um, they're. I don't know what's wrong with the Islanders, but they're competitive with the Devils this year. Um, they're like the Jets kind of suck this year, but they're better than the Blackhawks. They're better than the Coyotes, obviously, the Sharks. The the Ducks are having some sort of like unreal finding okay. themselves time. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna yeah. say if they yeah, gonna... again, Martin. Like I, I sent a really good tweet yesterday. This is what you're doing right now. If they didn't lose those games that they that they lost and Man. won them instead, they would be in first place. I know. But you also <laughs> not a, like Drake Batherson being out is huge. It's like huge loss, and he's been out for almost twenty games. Every now. team goes through injury and loss. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, but when it's a when it's one of the worst team, one of the bottom ten teams in the league, it would your team be in a playoff position with him? No, I'm not so saying why, they're a playoff so, team. I'm saying so they're why, better than they are right now. That's all, all I'm, I'm saying. Stop shouting! Stop shouting! So You're why would you want him? On, why would you want him on your team if we want to lose? We don't want to lose this year. We don't need to be. In the bottom your three, draft that last year was useless. Your draft last year was wow. you drafted no NHL players. You're getting mad at me for bad management. I'm agreeing with you. What you said was what you said last night was you can't say Ottawa is a bad team. They're not a bad team. <laughs> they are not a bad team. They're better than what they've shown this okay. year. Okay. But you have no players coming up because all the players you drafted are bad. So you're only getting Bro, we're also, like, what, Shabbat's the oldest of our top four scorers, and he's, what, 24? That's that's insane. That's that's unreal. Yeah, 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 Martin. (laughs) Your team's team's bad. Our top seven scorers are below the age of 25. Your team is right where they're supposed to be, as you said, which means they're bad. They're getting good. And again, Martin. Your no. team thought they would be a contender five years ago. Man, in. I didn't and think instead, we would be. And instead, they're think... in the same. They've gone up one position per basically one position per season. <laughs> okay, guys, we're, over. we're done. No, we're done. How, we're done. How many cups has Ottawa ever won? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Zero. Congratulations, that one year. How many, you cups, how many cups has Toronto won in Ottawa's existence? Zero. What's your how point? Many we're, we're tied fi- how many cup finals has Ottawa we're tied. Has you know Toronto on, made in okay, Ottawa's existence? Martin, Martin hey. on average, a Boom. team will Boomsies. win the Stanley Cup one Shout every 32 years. And O'Toole. Boomsies. Because there's 32 teams <laughs> in the league. Your average is one every 32 years. People act like, oh my goodness, you haven't hey, won a cup. Wait till, wait till they win a cup. Bro, most teams in the NHL have not won a cup. I hope people know that. I hope people realize that whenever they say the argument, I don't know who your 31 teams a year don't win the cup. That's a terrible argument for anyone. Okay. Anyways. We're done here. We're done. Before 2004 last playoff. Ottawa is bad. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.